So hi, well, the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Josh from The Fame. And we're asking some questions today about their upcoming album, Talk Talk. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Thank you so much. Uh, the response so far has been great. You know, super surprising to see that people are still so interested, and especially after such a long time being away. But I can't wait to start getting new music out there. And we started playing some new music live and had some incredible reactions to the new songs. So no, it's very exciting. Hell yeah. The album oh, yeah. is great. Um, Immaculate. Thanks, man. And, Thank and, you. Thank you so much. And as we were saying beforehand, like we had spoke back in 2020 and back then, you guys were still like working on the record. So it's super yep. cool to be like a year and a half later. Like we're here, we're talking about it. It's finally going to be out in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, no, it's exciting, man. It doesn't feel real. It feels like a dream. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's going to feel yeah. even stranger once it's finally out. So, no, yeah. I can't yeah. wait. Good. So, is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Sure. Um, with the cover art, it was more to the, the liking of something that we just really liked. You know, we wanted something that didn't necessarily just have a photo of us and something that just felt more closer to the album sound as a whole, especially because the sound has taken certain steps forward. But um, the album name Talk Talk actually stemmed from I guess kind of overall summing up the last two years of really what kind of gave this album a, a real push was honest conversations between each other and also honest conversations with ourselves, especially after the last two years, after everything that's happened with COVID and so many other things, we were faced with so many challenges personally and as a band to really finish out this record. And it was, it was a really tough time for quite a while, especially for a lot of us. And we got through it and we got through it through conversations with each other. And there's also this other hidden thing as well, which I feel like we're surrounded by a lot of talk talk, which is a lot of crap you hear around us as well, which is also like another thing to add in there as well. But that was the main one. Okay. I love that. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Sure. Um, the writing process was a bit sporadic. So we started writing in about 2019, 2020, like as soon as we pretty much came back from tour after a couple of weeks or so. Then obviously everything with COVID started happening and, you know, we were really, we kind of hit a lot of halts in just in the creative process, especially me personally. I just, my relationship with music was just different, especially without playing live and just with so much going on. I just felt a lot of detachment. I could barely listen to music for a while, but a couple of songs from that writing period, which was super important with ones like Ease My Mind and Flowers um, came from that 2019 sort of, which was just us four and, in a room writing songs and those songs are really special to us and especially like flowers seems to be something that sticks out for us now and has stuck around over three years like it's gone away for a bit and then it's always kind of like creep its way back into the mix of songs that we want to hear and you know everyone being in separate places as well after that sort of period and Stephen going to LA Sam being in Melbourne me kind of being everywhere mm-hmm. and then Lyndon being in Perth we kind of um struggled for a while to really find a rhythm and then really kind of find things that we could all connect to. And then, but we did eventually. And with songs like the Hills that ended up being after like a time of writing where it was all very blank, the Hills kind of revitalized energy into writing and to the band and excitement for the album. And then, yeah. And then from then it was just like a process of back and forth digitally. And it was different. I think it took a long time for us to really figure out the dynamic of how we wanted it to sound and then also how do we actually communicate and get our opinions across digitally and that was a whole other thing as well but it's turned out well and we've all learned so much and we've all grown so much and as difficult as a process it was the reward that we have at the end of it is not just the songs but also the amount that we've learned and grown personally so 
very different writing process than what it was last time, which was a lot of co-writers, a lot of doing it on the road and, and it, I guess it being so full on that almost having too much time mm-hmm. and then also being separate. Yeah. That's crazy. Sure. Yeah. Um, like you said, like the, the writing process was very difficult for you guys. Did you like, at any points, did it feel like giving up and like, how did you guys kind of combat that? Interesting. I don't, I mean, it's hard because giving up is like, it can be taken in like different connotations. You know, I don't think any of us were like ready to throw in the towel because it was too hard. I think with what was everything that was going on with COVID and just life as well, you know, like there's, there's life outside of the band and what you're doing personally and how you are physically and mentally with everything that's going on and what you want to be doing with your life and those sorts of things always coming up. So I don't think anyone necessarily had the, the thought of giving up on the band. I think people, we all had a lot of reality checks with a lot of what we wanted to do and questioning ourselves and questioning our positions. But we always came back to the writing and we always came back to what we love, which was music. And, you know, as, as difficult as the process was, it was definitely necessary for us to find that sort of clarity. So I don't think we ever felt like we were going to give up. I think there were times where we just felt like me personally, I felt very detached from music for a period of time where I just couldn't write, couldn't do anything. Like mentally I was in not the best spaces and just, just really struggled to find that internal compass of where I wanted things to go. And, you know, Sam and Steve were obviously writing as well. And I think we all took a bit of a break and then came back into it. But, you know, there's ups and downs, there was a lot of ups and downs, but we've really come out on the other side and everything's moving forward in such a positive way now. I'm glad things have gotten better. Yeah, for sure. And I'd actually like to talk about, you mentioned that, you know, members are living all over now. You guys don't really live close to each other anymore. Uh, Do you think for your next record, album, EP, single, just writing process overall, do you think the next time you guys start that up, will you be doing it digital again? Or do you think you'll make the effort to kind of all come together in one room? I think what will happen is, I think inevitably there's always going to be some kind of digital um, communication that goes on. But I think ideally, what we want is for us to be in the same room and to do it that way because we just tend to bring the best out of each other and also push each other in a way that's like very conducive. It can be the process becomes much harder and it becomes much more difficult sometimes, but the result is always something that's more, I guess, uh, equal for everyone's, like everyone feels a part of it and everyone has their identity in it. And then also we, we can see, those little nuances throughout the song that really make the song so special really come to life. And I think that's what we, we're realizing as well, that it's important for the four of us to be together. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. That's good. That's good. Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. It's funny. I, I, I have a few, I have a few, and I actually have one that I really wanted to change for the last lyric of the song, but I didn't get, I, I, I thought of it afterwards. Oh, I liked no it's, it's I'm gonna sing it live probably just because it, it feel like it makes sense with the story of the song okay, um, I, it's a lyric from flowers and um is I think it's so so I'll carry on with with flowers in my head um I really like the lyric I guess I mean I guess the whole lyric is this garden of thoughts is all that we have left I'll carry on with flowers in my head I like it because it's not very straight down the line a lot of lyrics on the album tend to be not a lot, but some of them tend to be, you can, you can understand it straight away. You know what it's about, you know, what's going on. 
I like flowers because that song is quite dark and for me personally it was about like a period of of um of just unpredictableness and just living in a certain space and being a certain type of person and for me I like that it it kind of leaves it unanswered in a way like it it also the, the meaning behind it is really that um you have all these ideas about what you want with something or with someone and whether it works out or not or if you're still in it or not you always kind of carry these ideas with you wherever you go so it could be like the the idea of an ideal relationship or an ideal headspace or whatever whatever sort of um idea that you have and sometimes you'll just carry that throughout your life regardless you know and and the reason why i wanted to change it um at the end for the last lyric is because with through through the meaning of the song it's about like sharing those with like specifically a relationship and i wanted it to be um this garden of thoughts is all that we have all that i have left so i'll carry on with flowers in my head so it's like the other person kind of has their own sort of moving on it becomes less of the way but then you mm-hmm. still carry those same ideas moving on regardless which i felt like would have been a good way to close the song but i thought of it afterwards so that's my fault but, <laughs> that's um, annoying yeah yeah it's gonna yeah, sound great live yeah yeah. yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, do you prefer like writing like straightforward lyrics or like kind of hiding everything in metaphors? Because you said there's like both on the record. Yeah, I love things that just are very indirect. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love, I think that's where I kind of tend to go to more, sometimes almost too much. I love things that require. Um, not like extensive thoughts, the wrong word, but like, I guess where you kind of reread over it and it requires you to think within yourself and create your own meaning from it. Mm-hmm. Cause like sometimes what the great thing about lyrics is you can always get a different, like someone can always get a different meaning from it. I think that's why lyrics become so powerful because you can write something about, you know, something so abstract and, and it means something to you, but it can mean something completely different to someone else. And, I think that's what's so powerful about lyrics is because no matter what story you've attached to it, people kind of create their own sort of feeling to it. And I think there's something special with that. And um, yes, yeah, so I tend to go to more indirect lyrics, but you know, simple lyrics are great too. Mm-hmm. So it's just about, mm-hmm. it's just about, I guess the feeling you have with it more than anything. Fair enough. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so how'd the track list for your album come about? Did you guys write the opener, be the opener, closer, be the closer, or did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? Uh, for the track listing, sorry. Yes. The, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was a process. Um, we it kind of it it just it ebbed and flowed for a bit, but then we kind of just and we really just dug into the songs and really kind of wanted wanted the album to be like a journey with its own right. You know, certain things being fast, certain things being slow, and you know, different sounds. You know, like the me because of you synth kind of like everything kind of having a purpose and and making sense instead of it being sort of I guess sporadic. Um, but Madly Badly Fixed, we felt that that was like an undeniable opener for the album. We felt like that was just, and we're going to eventually in time open with it live as well. It's just oh, yeah. such a great song and so much fun. There's so much weird stuff in that song, so many tempo changes and weird stuff going on. But mm-hmm. it's a great song, so much fun. And Error felt like it was the closer of the album simply because it, it was the last song we actually wrote. Sorry, this person's starting their car right next to me. This is what happens when I, when I get to do interviews in the band. But um, uh, 
era felt like it made sense as the last song on the album because it was the last song that we wrote. And funnily, we, when we were writing it, it was actually the last day of writing and we were just like kind of, you know, blase about it. We're like, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. This, this is kind of like too much of a day. We Like, who knows? We probably won't get anything. Mm-hmm. And then we got error and then we felt it was pretty undeniable to put on the, the album and we felt like it was a great way to close everything, especially because um, the way the album came about, it really was like the, the beginning of something else for us, especially after two years of being away and not knowing how people were going to react or respond to everything. Um, it really was like a, a chapter for us, um, this album. So Era felt like a great way to close it and it, it kind of just made sense. But those were the two definites. Everything else was a bit of a puzzle process. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like even like era obviously makes sense because even the lyrics like it's the end of an era yeah. if you guys put that yeah, anywhere exactly. else on the album i think people would be a little pissed off it'd like be con- it'd be confusing <laughs> definitely it'd be confusing, yeah right yeah it's oh, funny but so would you be able to tell us where headspace is at where you're creating this album i know this is like a three-year-long process and you went through a lot of different things but if you could kind of pinpoint uh exact sure. headspace for us um i think everyone kind of had different headspaces me mm-hmm. more of a self-exploration and kind of understanding self I guess um and you know Steve very much in like a, a new environment moving to LA he was very like he had m- much more uplifting aspects or so everyone kind of uplifting but everyone was in sort of different space but the overall mindset or headspace around the album I think is much more of like a positive overtone, a much more uplifting sort of energy. It's still got its dark moments, but I think with this album, because the first album had a lot of dark undertones, we really wanted to kind of, I guess, add that sort of energy into this into this album because as, as, as we were writing it, more things started happening and tours and festivals and it really, as our energy was brought up, so was the album and it was, and especially because after everything that had happened with COVID and two years of being away, we became, I think we gained a lot of perspective about how grateful we are and how much things can change out of your control. And, and we just started putting that positivity into the songs and realized how lucky we are and how grateful we are to, to do what we do. And yeah, I think like we, we gained a lot of perspective throughout this album. So I think that's, even though that was a kind of long-winded answer, that's kind of where everyone was at. No, that was a perfect answer. And it, it definitely does come through on the record, like just like the ebbs and flows and the positivity and the negativity, it all it all comes through. And you can definitely like feel how you guys were feeling during the album. And I don't think that's something that at least I personally get when I'm listening to albums all the time. So. No, that's awesome, man. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is it a workout album, party album? What do you personally recommend? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think, I think the best way to listen to albums for me is like, I don't know. It, I guess it depends on the type of person you are. Oh, I personally love listening to, I, when I really want to, when I feel personally connected to like a band or an artist like I, I tend to listen to their songs by myself and just go through it and then show friends which ones I like and you can mm-hmm. kind of discover which songs that applies to a workout playlist or your parties or whatever and but for this record I mean just however you feel if you want to listen to the songs listen to them however is most comfortable for you but just I guess um yeah I guess just whatever's the most comfortable if you if you like riding a bicycle and listening to albums 
albums, go for it. If you like being in the most uncomfortable seat, hanging off a cliff and climbing down mountains and listening to the album, go for Jesus. it. Yeah. I don't mind. Just as long as whatever works for you, I guess. That doesn't sound fun in the slightest. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, for some people it does. You'd be surprised. No. Are you speaking from experience, Josh? No, but it's something I want to do. Fair enough. That'd be Fair cool. enough. <laughs> I wanted to ask, how did you personally listen to the album for the first time? I know it was a three-year-long process. That must have been amazing. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was great to finally have it all in order and listen to it and kind of gain a sense of relief. Oh, I guess, you know what? Honestly, it is, it is kind of a sense of relief when you, mm-hmm. when you kind of have it all there like that. Not that you're like, relieved that the process is over but that you've just you've done it you know like the the thinking is done the overthinking is done everyone's very everyone's happy and it is that sense of relief and then also that sense of just like nervous excitement to kind of have it out there and see what people think and Mm -hmm. what their opinions are how can how do they connect to it yeah yeah it, it was a great feeling and now i'm just really excited to play live again like we've been mm-hmm. playing live a few times now even just like acoustics at radio stations and stuff and yeah it makes me realize how much just we all love this and what the energy that gets created when we play live is yeah it's just it's just something that we can't really replicate like we just love love playing live like we're alive we're a live band and we mm-hmm. love playing our music live and using songs will really i think um surprise people when they hear it oh yeah for sure. I hope I get to see you guys live one day because Shane is still raving about that time he saw you guys live. So it's like, it's bucket list for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. very sweet, Shane. Much appreciated. <laughs> uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Oh, shit. Okay. Three words. All yes. right. Hmm. Okay. Um, I usually always say honest, so I'm not going to say honest. I'm going to try to think of something different. Okay. okay. Um, yes. Okay, uplifting is one, I guess. Okay, it's a good one. Elements throughout it. Um, energetic is a, is energetic yes. throughout it. There's lots of energy throughout it, and I would say there's an there is hope. It's hopeful. That's good. There's a lot of hope, hopefulness in it. Those are, those good, are good words, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that same train of thought, but with not, with not as much pressure, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? I want, I just want, whenever people with our music are connected, like, I just want them to have an honest feeling. I don't want them to feel like they're forced into feeling or we're trying to create something falsely. I just want people to have an honest emotion. And whatever that emotion is, whether you hate it, love it, angry, sadness, an honest emotion, I think, is what we try and do, especially when, you know, we're in a we're in a day and age where, you know, feelings tend to ebb and flow and be accentuated by a lot of things that go on. I think, you know, music tends to bring out honest emotions in people. At least the music I love and really listen to brings out honest feelings and honest memories that really connect and make me love the song more. So I hope that's what it does for people or just makes them happy or, you know, Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so, what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? Ooh, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, there's a lot of great memories. Um, I'd say 
there was a lot of, I'd say the great memories when doing this was just having, as much as I look back at 2019 and 2020 with a lot of, like in the moment, it was very intense and the, the process of writing was, you know, just so stressful. And I look back at those moments now when it was the four of us in a room just grinding these things out and getting those few songs and really learning and really pushing ourselves. I used to look back at them and feel like, oh, like disarmed towards it. Like I just didn't want like any sort of um, felt like it was the wrong thing. But as I look on it now, I, I feel incredibly grateful and really live for those moments, even though it was stressful, but you know, the four of us being in one room and creating together really was something that, um, that we loved we love because that's you know why we're a band yeah oh yeah um so for this question picture this you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop what is your snack of choice <laughs> i don't have to picture this well true this gets done this gets done, this yeah. gets done. No, um, oh, i don't know i tend to like gas station snacks that's like a that's a dangerous game mm-hmm. yes. um uh i'd say it used to be like chocolates or snacks and stuff like that. But now I feel like we've just kind of gotten over it. Cause once you start feeling like shit on tour, it's really hard to stop feeling like shit. Cause yeah. it's like, you don't get to sleep. You don't, it just like catches up with you. So now still drink too much coffee. So it's probably like an espresso and maybe fruits or something like that. But usually consistently it's probably coffee. Okay. Fair okay. enough. At least here in the U S you, do you trust the gas station fruit? That's like, that's a dangerous game. I think. Mm-hmm. Not in the US. No. <laughs> okay, not in okay. the US. In in Europe and UK, maybe not UK. In Europe, it's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they all, they, it's all like fresh produce. Not not to no no disrespect to the UK or US, but no, I've I've bitten into a few apples in in the UK and US and questionable sure an apple still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just the yeah. coffee for you in the US then. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? It's <laughs> a pretty good question. Um, hmm. I would say maybe something like that's exotic with a lot of different things in it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe like um, some kind of something that has a lot of different Maybe like some kind of mixed up goulash or something that's got like Ooh. lots of different like spices and vegetables and meats and stuff. So I feel like everyone brings something different to the table and that's kind of what this band is. Hell yes. Oh, that's, that's good. good. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music. So if you could be sure. one animal for the rest of your life, what animal would you be and why? Uh, I don't um, probably, um, I usually say panda. But oh. I think I'm gonna go with. No, this is this is this is usually isn't a tough question for me. But like I've been thinking about like I've been watching a lot of animal documentaries and stuff recently, and finding a lot of interesting things. Probably a bird, probably some Ooh. kind of bird, because I would love to fly. Maybe like a, an actual raven or an eagle or something. That would be sick. Great to fly. That'd be yeah. yeah. That'd be really really cool. So if you could have lunch with any celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Frank Sinatra. Oh, that's oh, good. Frank. Hell yeah. 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 I don't um. know why. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> was it, was he just the first person to pop in your head? Yeah. No, I, don't, I just always find myself listening to Frank Sinatra. So. 
That's cool. cool. All right. Yeah, be nice. Um, so for this last question, boom, you're on a desert island. You can bring one movie, one album, and one person. Who and what are you bringing? Okay. Desert Island, one movie, one album, one person. Okay, one album, probably. Oh, probably. I think it's Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Probably bring that album. Okay. Um, I think that's the name of the album. I could be wrong. Um, and person, that's interesting. Hmm. I don't know who I bring. Interesting. Hmm. Deserted Island. You could bring I, anyone. I could bring. I could bring anyone. Mm-hmm. Bear Grylls. There you go. Okay. Yep. Good Bear choice. Grylls. Definitely survival. Uh, uh, album, person, and movie. Okay, movie. Um, God, it have to be a long one. It's, it's probably going to have some time when I desert island. Um, actually, no. I'm probably just going to go for the, the straight one, the Anchorman. Okay, that's good. All right. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, well, we're on tour uh, in two to three weeks or so. I don't know the exact dates because I'm terrible <laughs> on our social medias. I'm terrible with dates. I apologize. But we're on tour in Europe and UK, which is super exciting. And our uh, first time in two and a half years. So if anyone wants to come to those shows, please feel free. We might be playing Rock Am Ring. We might be playing some Download Fest. It's incredible other festivals as well and um yeah the album comes out 8th of july and uh aside from that i just hope you're all happy and healthy and staying safe so yeah that's pretty much it man thanks for having me i appreciate your time of course and, uh, hopefully talk soon and hopefully see both of you at a show at some point hell yes, yes. definitely always mm-hmm. a blast chatting with you uh thank you for snow that's been josh from the fame and we have been the good noise podcast